Now, young children today have a whole host of things that can capture their attention from their iPads, phones, and screens, but there's still nothing that replaces a good book. Connie Marchand has produced a picture book about Hong Kong animals following years of volunteering with an animal rescue charity. Connie joins me now to tell me more about it and the workshop that she's currently running for the Hong Kong International Young Readers Festival. Good afternoon to you, Connie. Good afternoon. Hello. Thank you very much for having us. Oh, yeah. And she said us, us because she has her dog on her lap. And before anything else, Connie, you're going to have to tell me about your dog. What's your dog's name? Her name is Grassy, like grass, because uh-huh. grass is something that has a lot of um, resilience. And Grassy is a rescue dog. She came from a breeder um, where they use little dogs and cats, pure breed dogs and cats to make babies and um, sell on the pet shops, at the pet shops. So um, she has spent all her life in a cage. And after she's rescued, um, she came to our charity and I adopted her and she still be, uh, remains to be a very shy dog, but oh. very sweet. Okay, and now... She's a very small poodle. She, she's yeah. absolutely calm. She's sitting on your lap. I can see her because we're on Zoom at the moment and Connie has her yeah. sitting on the desk with her and she's absolutely gorgeous. Now, that really is the best way for us to start the, the, the talk today because really you were inspired after volunteering for a number of years with this charity that you were mm. with. So tell me, when, when did you start volunteering with them and, and what was your experience? Um, I started volunteer, volunteering in... Um, maybe five years ago. So I always wanted to have a pet like many people around Hong Kong. But you know, Hong Kong is very small. And every parents um, don't want their kids to have a pet. And I still live with my parents, even I'm a grown up. But um, so I decided to foster I just filled in a form after really wanting to have a pet Mm. for very long. Mm -hmm. And um, they called me and I filled in a form for a dog. But they called me for a cat. And it's three cats. (laughs) <laughs> it's three kittens and they really need somebody to foster the give the like give a temporary home for uh-huh. these dying kittens uh-huh. so i started uh, fostering and then volunteering for lap it's a lifelong animal protection charity and it's been a very amazing experience um it, it almost I, I would say it changed my life a little bit volunteering at an animal rescue um so lab is an all-volunteer charity meaning that every single person is no not paid um from our lawyer, like legal advice to daily operation, daily cleaning the poop and pee of the animals. Oh, wow. um, every single person is volunteer. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's amazing. And now your whole thing about you know drawing and mm. and and you know writing. When did that start? So you by then, when you started volunteering for this charity, you were already doing all of that, right? Yeah. So I am a full-time um, picture book illustrator and writer. Um, I started writing and illustrating maybe around 10 years ago, mm-hmm. um, but I started doing it full-time maybe six years ago. And um, I've previously published books about uh, with other NGOs on bereavement. Um, but for animals, it's really all the things that I've seen um, in the charity. Um, and we really want to let more people know about the problems of um, animals in Hong Kong. Yeah. Mm. So now th- that's what inspired you to put this picture book mm-hmm. together. So tell me about the picture book. What kind of things are in there? 
So the book is called The Serve. It's a bilingual book. Um, I feel like there's uh, very few bilingual books in Hong Kong, but um, I love them because I grew up in um, Canada and then I came back to Hong Kong, like a bit of everywhere. Mm-hmm. And then I really like bilingual books. So um, it's called The Serve because um, when in the shelter, we see animals of different age, different breeds. We have pure breeds, mixed breeds. Um, we have senior dogs. We have disabled dogs and cats that come to us. Um, a lot of people come to adopt with a certain breed or um, age in mind. Everybody wants a puppy or a kitten. Yeah, or because they're so cute thing. and everyone just goes for that. That's right. Yeah, or a particular breed because they think um, golden retriever are more obedient, for example. Mm -hmm. But um, the message we want to bring is that, you know, um, if you've met enough animals, you'll realize that every single one of them are unique. Even within a certain breed, um, there's a wide variety of personalities. Even in in the same, um, like if we get two sisters, they can be totally opposite personalities. I mean, these are things we all know because it's the same in human beings, right? But somehow when we want to get a pet, people are so fixated with certain breeds because they're so cute on Instagram and they also want a Pomeranian or a Frenchie. But the behind the scenes is actually very... um, cruel in many cases like mm. breeding mm. Yeah. And so I think, we really want more yeah, the whole choice thing i suppose people just like anything else when they go and buy a pair of shoes they think okay i want this and i want this but you can't do that we can't do that with animals yeah. as you said you know each one yeah. is unique and you have to accept them for what they are and uh, and yeah. deal with them so so you the actual book itself what was your aim in putting the book together mm. i mean you're actually doing this workshop um, for ages mm. four to nine. So is the book mm. aimed at that age or is the book really aimed at everyone? It's really aimed at everyone. Mm-hmm. I think so-called children's book or picture books, more and more adults enjoy them. It's not restricted to age. And um, I really hear a lot of adults enjoying picture books in general. So at LAP, we also give a lot of education talks um, and we give them to kindergarten kids and adults and um we realize a lot of people don't choose mixed breed like mongrels only because they don't know the issues behind once they know um the cruelty of breeders or actually you know there are different personality dogs um and cats they would um consider other breeds and age as well so um the book we make the book Partly also because we can do limited talks, right? We're all volunteers. But with the books, then we can spread the, more, the message to more people. But the book, um, the main character of the book is also my previous dog who has already passed away. Um, my previous dog is also a, um, a breeder dog and she was rescued with one leg broken. But mm-hmm. she's still very, very sweet and she goes to talk with us a lot. And mm-hmm. I really want to um, share with people that, you know, even disabled or older dogs they're equally deserving of love and um a home Mm -hmm. and they can be equally good companions and that's the actual title of your workshop we all deserve to be loved so what Mm. do you hope to do with the workshop because you're obviously appealing to you know four to nine year olds what Mm. is the main thing that you want to get through in that workshop to these young kids so we already started doing some yes, and yes. Um, hopefully more um, workshops with young kids is amazing because they they're all really sweet and um, the main message we 
we share with this age is that you know animals and us we're um, human beings are also animals and we all share the same needs like we both need food security love um, medical care vaccination and um, we both need to learn so um, keeping a pet is a lifelong commitment and um, we want to share with the kids like basically these things that we're we have same needs and if you want to have a pet um, you can choose to adopt and it's a lifelong commitment yeah is there I mean I think you started off in a, on a very good footing in terms of you were interested in fostering an animal and mm-hmm. and maybe that's the way to go for for many young people certainly in Hong Kong mm-hmm. because you know it's very it, I mean it's all very cute it is lovely to have an animal but then suddenly when you have the responsibility you've got to know that the animal comes with responsibilities so do you think fostering is prosperous possibly a good way to just, you know, get a, a feel for it and understand for the children? Very, very good question. The, the, another most important point we I want to bring across to all these talks is that every single person can help. So mm-hmm. um, if you can, you can choose to adopt. But if you can't adopt, you can foster or volunteer. Some kids do a fundraising birthday party and you don't have to fundraise like thousands of dollars like even if every kid just chip in five dollars like it's a very small amount of money but it does make a change Mm -hmm. so you know like i said before we're all volunteers so all the money goes into the vet bills and the rent of our shelter and um uh all the money makes a difference and um you can donate and um like you just oh and you can spread the message Mm -hmm. of what they heard and make posters a lot of kids do that and they do it so well Mm -hmm. and um fostering is great because um for example if our shelter is full um if you took a dog to home to foster then we can take in another dog every single day we have so many people asking for help to um rescue dogs um every year hong kong put to sleep over 10,000 animals because oh, yeah. yeah because they're abandoned or they're stray dogs and that's cats. why it's so, so important it's to make the really, right decision yeah. once you met them through volunteering or fostering you have a better understanding of what types of dogs suits your family and it, you also help the dogs that are most in need because the dogs that needs fostering are usually um, newly rescued ones and they're weaker or they are um they need special medical care or they need to be fed with milk. So, yeah, like taking care of a baby. It is, absolutely. And and I think that's what needs to really come through to the children. But now, um, going back to your illustrations and your writing, you know, um, I, you know, I, I can't um, draw to save my life, but like, you know, when you, when you make these illustrations, you know, to bring life to that animal and to get people to engage with your pictures, what's the most important thing when you're actually doing these illustrations to you? Is it to capture the essence of that animal or is it to make it appealing to the children? What, how do you, how do you start? Um, I think like in my years of illustrating and writing, the most, most important thing is to find something that touches you. Mm-hmm. And um, I think... He's um, so cute. He's, the little uh, dog is moving across. He's moving around as she's talking. Yeah. Okay. So for, for our workshop, um, for the first two ones, I actually invited the kids to draw uh-huh. um, some of the dogs and cats they saw. They draw so well. But for me... Um, 
I think it's to find moments and um, experience and um, like stories of encounters that touches me, mm-hmm. and um, then you can form the image of of the story or the picture book. But for me, um, for all the picture books I draw, um, they're all based in Hong Kong, so you can find all those places in the mm. book. And they're all real places, basically, oh, and I think that's quite fun for kids because they're so observative. Sometimes they can find things that adults cannot find. Yeah. yeah, that's right. So tell me about your other books. So now this is obviously one that you've recently done, but I was looking through and I was looking at images. There is a picture of Marshawn. You can have a look in on on my Facebook page. Um, what are the books have you done in the past because you've just mentioned Hong Kong so have you how many books have, have you got in terms of picture because she's looking over at her shelf now I can see loads of books sitting there so have you lost count <laughs> I think maybe like three or four okay. but um the first two ones um are Chinese mm-hmm. and they're both on bereavement um like life and death issues mm-hmm. um once um set in Wang Tai Xin, Wang Tai Xin under the lion rock and the main characters are two lions mm-hmm. and it's about a dad and a son going to um, grave sweeping in, in the area but um, both of those books are really just for people to like for families to have a chance to talk about death because mm-hmm. you'll be surprised how many people um, don't talk about it with their kids they just think that oh, Oh, like brush it away because it's not an easy conversation mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but um, since I made those books I went to a lot of book sharings and book talks and there were so many people who shared with me um, how traumatized they were if they did not address those um, sure, issues properly absolutely. and um, yeah there, you, uh, those two are really set yeah. in Hong Kong like so lots of Hong Kong it's pictures. mainly pictures yeah. in those ones too so it's really you're talking mm-hmm. with the pictures and do you think that people mm-hmm. m- perhaps find it easier to look at the pictures and to mm-hmm. be able to interpret them the way they feel they can identify with them whatever is going on with them yeah I think that's one good thing about picture books because um, the aim of writing different issues like animal rescue or bereavement is not to indoctrinate something to the children but um, with fewer words and more pictures kids can interpret or conclude something themselves so Mm -hmm. um, or find something that echoes with how they feel and I think that's even more important Um, so I think picture books is good for all age because everybody can find something special from uh, for them um, from the pictures and the words so, well, yeah. I think you're absolutely talented. I, I think I love I love the pictures. So, what have you got now? Thank just to you. sort of end with, um, what kind of project do you have in mind now? Is there something else that's that's brewing in the back of your mind where you think, oh, I want to do this one next? What's there? So, we're doing a very exciting project. Actually, um, we brought our homeless animals to one very well established um, ceramic studio in Hong Kong called St James Creation. Mm-hmm. All the ceramics ceramic like the potters there are adults and they are all autistic or intellectually challenged but they make professional work usually they don't brand themselves as autistic and intellectual challenge but i share that with other people because i think um it's quite special a lot of them has been doing it for 10 or 20 years they love animals but they rarely have a chance to meet the animals. So like all these um, are made by them and they have 
then oh, they exhibit nice it little pencil holder. Oh, they're and beautiful. Oh, my God. These are lovely little pencil know, holders. So and one looks like a little mouse. One looks like a little dog. And they're perfect. They're so cute. Yeah. So these are made by the... They're so creative. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. And there's little... Is that a little elephant or... Lion. Like a lion. They're oh, so creative. Very nice. Yeah. We must. You must send so us a picture of those, and I'll put it on my Facebook. Okay. That's really lovely. Oh, that sounds wonderful. So, so you're going to do another kind of picture book with them about it, or? Mm -hmm. It's almost done. Actually, we're oh. going to uh, publish it this year. So I'm drawing the last two spreads at the moment, and the book's going to be free, but we only give it to people who really want it. Oh, so stay tuned. And on our Instagrams and sure. um, everything, because it's been postponed. Um, there will be an open day later on in St. James Creation where you can come and meet the dogs and the um, ceramics. Sounds amazing. Well, um, you must tell us, um, maybe just on my Facebook page, pop the details down, but promise yeah, me that yeah. once you, um, you know, know the dates and things like that, to come back on the show and it'd be great. And hopefully by then, hey. you know, with the pandemic, you know, has the pandemic affected you incredibly in terms terms of the work you're doing or is it that you just sit at home and do the drawings and things has it really has it stopped you it from going forward it gave me a chance mm. it gave me a chance to sit at home and concentrate <laughs> so there is a certain blessing to but it no it's, it is a certain blessing to it but it's quite difficult to just like not meet people because i try to stay home more i think it's um it's the best way to say stay safe Mm -hmm. It's um, certainly a huge I impact on a lot of um, communities that I work with because I work with a lot of NGOs. Um, like I said, the intellectual challenge people, they are stuck at home and it affects them a lot. And a lot of impact on our animal charity as well because people can't come and visit the dogs and cats. We have to protect them ha well. Have Let's you seen an increase? Um, you know, yeah. during the pandemic, we've got a minute or so left, but do mm -hmm. during the pandemic, have you seen an increase in the animals coming in because suddenly people have decided, no, because it's too risky, I don't want to keep my dog or cat. Has there been an increase? There is definitely an increase from migration and unemployment, basically. Yeah, um, that people can't afford to, to keep their pets and yeah. things. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So if you can come and foster and adopt. Yeah, and, and just give us the, the details. Message. And and also, where do we find your books? If we want to get hold of your books, where can we find them? Um, I'm book at Bookazine, um, the bookshop. Okay. There's a branch in Festival Walk and a branch in Repulse Bay, I think. Okay, well, they're super books full of beautiful images. Um, Marshan, thank you so much. Um, it's been lovely, lovely talking oh, to lovely you. To and, and you. you know, you've got some really beautiful illustrations in your book. And I think these little um, things that you've just shown me, these pencil holders and stuff, are fantastic. So make sure, promise thank me, you. you'll come back to the 123 show and give me an update on everything. All right. Thank you very much. Thank you. Take care then. All right. And uh, that was wonderful. Now we're going to go 